It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras Podcast Angels Edition. Pleased to be joined by Halos reporter Maria Guardado. Maria, thanks for taking time with us as always. And obviously the big news is Brad Osmus, the new manager for the Angels, replacing Mike Sosha after 19 seasons. So certainly a different feel going into the offseason and next year with a new skipper for the Angels. Maria, tell us about this decision that the Halos had and how did they, how did they arrive at Osmus? Yeah, I, I don't think I was too surprised by their decision to hire Brad Osmus. Um, I think he was a very strong candidate from the beginning, just because he obviously spent the past year uh, in the Angels front office as a special assistant to general manager Billy Appler. Uh, he had prior managerial experience. Uh, he obviously, obviously managed the Tigers from 2014 to 2017. Um, you know, he just seemed to be the kind of guy that that seemed that you know checked a lot of the boxes that the Angels kind of said that they were going to be looking for as they embarked on the search. You know, he. Uh, he's a smart guy. He went to Dartmouth and he, he has shown that he he is kind of anal- analytically inclined and has that, you know, probability based mindset that, that Billy Upler said that he was looking for, um, you know, and, and the Angels were pretty thorough about their search. They interviewed 10 candidates, um, you know, some other guys who were kind of in the mix were Eric Chavez, Sostro and Eric, uh, special assistant to Epler, uh, Astros bench coach Joe Espada, uh, Cubs bench coach Brandon High. Um, Third base coach uh, Dino Ebel uh, and Omar Vizquel was also one of the guys who who was in the mix. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in, at, the, in the, at the end of the day, just you know, Osmus offered kind of you know the whole package, and I think just the familiarity that the Angels had with him, just you know, having worked with him for a year, probably also uh, helped play a role in, in his and ultimately in, in him being the guy for them. So um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised by this hire, but I, th- I think he I think he has a a really good chance of kind of you know, improving on what he did in Detroit, especially now since he has that kind of experience under his belt going into his second managerial stint. Yeah, and it certainly didn't hurt that he had that year with Billy Epler as well, so they got to know each other. And Brad spoke, and he not only sounded smart, but also very confident heading into the future as manager of the Angels. We're here to win baseball games. I mean, Artie's made it clear since he's taken over this organization that winning is the important thing. We want a championship. I spent 18 years as a player, four years as a manager, and I do not have a World Series ring. I want a World Series ring. Uh, and that's very important to me. And that's going to be the goal. I, I, I'm not going to care what the pundits say. My, my message to the players is win today. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care what people say we're going to do or what other teams are going to do. I care about the Los Angeles Angels, and I care about winning today. Maria, one of the things you talked about with Osmus is the analytical side and maybe how that differs a little from the way Mike Sosha managed. And that's the trend in Major League Baseball now is looking at analytics. And we see that in the playoffs and World Series, the way pitchers are handled, et cetera. Uh, What does Brad do that you think will be so much different than Sosha, not only on the analytical side, but perhaps even personality that is change in that clubhouse? 
Yeah, I mean, I think Mike Sosha kind of had this reputation as being kind of this old school manager who was kind of adverse to a lot of the new analytics that were being introduced into this game. I think that that kind of surfaced in his clash with Jerry Depoto, you know, where Jerry Depoto obviously resigned from his position as general manager. Um, you know, it seemed to be, you know, it seemed to be like, you know, Sosha was kind of against this new wave of analytics. Uh, but, you know, Billy Upler has actually said that, you know, Mike Sosha was actually kind of a lot of re- receptive to a lot of the the numbers and the data um, that, you know, the front office was kind of giving him. So, um, you know, I don't know how much truth there actually was to, to the fact that Sosha was super resistant when it came to analytics. But having said that, I do think that Brad Osmus will probably be a guy who is kind of, you know, more eager to, to kind of delve into all the all the new numbers and the new data that have kind of, you know, resulted from from this new wave of, of sabermetrics and things like that. Um, you know, he kind of said during his introductory press conference that he, when even when he was a player, he kind of used to dive into, you know, inside edge and kind of look through the numbers to kind of put together scouting reports, uh, you know, before each series, he was a catcher. Um, so, you know, he kind of just used that as an example of the fact that he's always been interested in the numbers. And, um, you know, I think that his, his, his time in the front office, not only in the Angels front office, but also in the Padres front office when he, uh, Right after he retired from from his playing career, he spent some time there. Um, I think that that has really kind of helped him help familiarize him with with this data, and I think that he's probably going to be a little bit, you know, more um, willing to kind of implement and apply those those concepts when he's in the dugout. Uh, so I think that that was probably another thing that probably helped him um, in in this whole process of, of you know being hired as manager. Yeah, and you mentioned Mike Sosha being receptive to some of those new analytics ideas. But 19 season, sometimes it's just time for a change. And that seems to be the direction the Angels went in. And Brad Osmus offers uh, some new direction for the Halos moving forward. And one one guy that certainly Brad Osmus wants to manage for a long time, if he's going to be there for a long period of time, is Mike Trout. And Trout, considered the best all-around player in baseball and for good reason, um, has there been some talk about getting an extension done for Trout, even though it, it's not urgent, but an extension done for Trout to ensure that he's there with the Angels for many, many years to come? Yeah, I mean, owner Artie Moreno said after uh, Osmus's pre- com- press conference that there have been no official, you know, formal start to any of these, of these talks. But um, he said that it's something that's kind of always in front of his mind. Uh, and, you know, like, now kind of makes sense as a time to kind of start having these conversations just because Trout is under only under team control for another two seasons. You know, a lot of people always talk about, you know, this sort of window that the angels are in um, of, you know, trying, you know, taking advantage of this time with Trout to kind of contend, you know, they have, they've only made the playoffs once since they've had him and that ended up, you know, they ended up being swept by the Royals in the division series in 2014. Um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there, there is some growing urgency to kind of, um, you know, take advantage, convince Trout that the Angels can be competitive with him around him. You know, they haven't really had too much success in building competitive teams around him thus far. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if if the Angels start having those conversations in earnest. Um, you know, I think that he's probably going to want to see what, you know, Bryce Harper, what Manny Machado are going to command this offseason to kind of set the bar for, you know, the type of deal that he could potentially get. Um, so, you know, I think if they're, if they were to sign to, to an extension, it probably wouldn't be until next spring or so, which is typically when these deal, type of deals get done. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, they, I think that there will be conversations had this off season. So that is definitely going to be something to monitor moving forward. And I know that the angels will just love to get, get kind of get them locked down and no, not have to worry about, you know, that kind of expiring, uh, that tick, that ticking clock that's kind of always in the background. 
For sure. Talking with Angels reporter Maria Guardado and two other players Brad Ausmus will be managing in different stages of their careers. Shohei Otani just getting going, really, and so much excitement about what he did last season. And then it all kind of came to a bit of an abrupt halt with news of Tommy John surgery. And then, of course, there's Albert Pujols on the other side of his career and the home stretch. And he's had injury problems of his own. What can you tell us about those two players moving forward and the injury issues that they're having right now in relation to next year? Yeah, so uh, Shohei Otani obviously underwent Tommy John surgery uh, the first day of the offseason. So, you know, he's still in the very early stages of his rehab. You know, I think he's still doing kind of like range of motion exercises and things like that. I think he's supposed to have checkups about every four weeks. So his he probably has one coming up soon. But, yeah, I mean, I think the, the Angels are pretty confident that he'll be available to hit at some point next season. You know, when exactly that will be remains to be seen. Uh, you know, his rehab is actually going to be pretty unusual in that he's a pitcher. He's a two-way player uh, who's probably going to still be able to hit while he's still rehabbing his arm next season. So it's a it's a bit of an unprecedented case. Um, but, you know, the Angels definitely aren't going to do anything to uh, – you know, kind of jeopardize the, the progress that he's made with his arm, you know, if, if they believe that hitting is going to kind of, you know, imperil him in any way, I think that they're going to probably, you know, put the brakes on, on that and kind of maybe reassess it. But, you know, I think that they do expect him to, to be available to hit. So I think that that will be a big plus for the Angels because he is obviously just such a big uh, power bat from the left side that they really don't have. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of cool to see what he'll be able to do as a full-time hitter once he kind of gets that, that green light. To, to return to, to the Angels lineup. Um, I, I think his usage is going to be a little complicated by, as you mentioned, Albert Pujols, who is coming off of knee surgery, but is expected to be full, you know good to go for spring training. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just the, the emergence of Otani has kind of you know forced Ota- uh, Albert Pujols to kind of play first base a lot more than he has in the past years since, you know, obviously Otani doesn't play defensive positions. So uh, if the Angels want to keep both of those bats in their lineup, they need Pujols to play for space. But, you know, Pujols is 38 years old. You know, he's kind of struggled with some lower body issues, um, you know, in recent years. And, you know, I think that while you can't say for sure that, you know, the knee issues were a direct result of his increased workload at first base, I think it's, you know, it's kind of hard to think that they're not they're not, they're not related. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's going to be one of the challenges that Osmus is going to have to face in his first year managing the Angels is kind of figuring out how to balance, you know, giving Pujols, you know, some rust from for playing first base while also kind of maximizing Shohei Otani's at-bats uh, in the DH spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be something to watch for sure. Um, you know, it's never kind of an easy situation to kind of, you know, oversee a star, a future Hall of Famer who's kind of clearly in his decline, but that's going to be, you know, something that Osmus is going to have to be charged with here with Pujols. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be something, an interesting storyline to kind of monitor here. Yeah, it really will. I mean, Osmus surely doesn't have a shortage of talent to manage, but how to utilize that talent, uh, balance with injuries and different stages of people's career, be interesting to see. Maria, last question for you. We put you in the general manager seat for a second. Off-season move, what would be the first thing you would do right now? It's not that the Angels have an unlimited payroll, but they certainly have ability to go and get someone in free agency or via trade. What would be your priority if you were GM right now in the off-season? <laughs> I think that my priority would be the same priority that probably Bill Lee Upler and his staff has, which is to find some durable starting pitching. You know, I think that that's something that they really haven't had in the last three years or so, and it's really hurt them. So I think that they've made it pretty clear that that's going to be their priority. So, um, you know, I think that they're probably going to 
try to go after some of the big names available in the marketplace, like, you know, Dallas Keuchel, uh, Patrick Corbin, uh, you know, guys like that. Gio Gonzalez, maybe someone who, who hasn't had uh, that, you know, as much of success as he had earlier in his career, but as someone who rarely gets hurt. So maybe he could be someone who could make sense. But yeah, I mean, I think they definitely need some pitching help. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest uh, kind of question mark for them heading into next season as it has been in the past few years. So that's that's really the area where I think they, they need the most help. Absolutely. It seems like that's the direction they'll go in for sure. Maria, thanks very much for the time. As always, great insight. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Maria. And you've been tuning in to MLV Extras. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.